Welcome back to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Alex Lodner today. Hello. Um, and we are, Shanson is, uh, I think she's in Mexico. I'm not quite sure, but she's, uh, she's on a boat about. somewhere. Yeah, she's on a boat. Uh, but she is going to be back uh, next week. We're going to talk about trends, like overall trends that we see for 2024 Ooh, cool. and all the things that you can expect maybe in the new year. I feel like I want to look back at our trend show last year and see how much of that. Which one of those ever? Yeah. <laughs> because it is like, you know, I roll yeah. the dice. Sure. It just is. Uh, I wanted to answer Sheila's question from before. She couldn't hang on. Sorry, we didn't get to you, Sheila. Uh, she says that uh, she's going to be going to a show at the Orpheum and a restaurant recommendation for before the show um, from the Orpheum. So I would say... Butcher's Tale. Yeah, I think Butcher's Tale is sort of the standard that I would beautiful. say is... It's, you can count on it. It's a great spot. Yep. It's beautiful, and they take care of you. And, you know, Chad's not there anymore, but, like, it's still good. Jacob. Jacob's there. Jake is there? Yeah. But Chad's not there. Chad's not there. J- Chad's at 801. Yeah. but And actually, you can Jake's go to there. 801 Fish, too. That's a new yeah. spot. That's not it's too far. It's a little far. No. I, if both, you want to park once before the or- Orpheum, Butcher's Tail is where you want to go. Butcher's Tail. I just feel like they... Yeah, I loved 801. Have you been to 801 yeah. Fish? Yeah. I went once. I have to go again. Gorgeous. 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 Room. But, um, yeah, I love Butcher's... You know, I don't have very many go-tos, and Butcher's Tail is one of those. It's just comfortable. Like you said, you can count on it. You're going to get good food. It's going to be comfortable. You're going to have great hospitality. Yeah. Done. Done. I like it. Uh, okay, so good luck on that, Sheila. All right, guess what time it is. It's time for top two in hour two. Give him the old one, one, two, one, two. And now, the Weekly Dish presents... One, two, one, two. Top two, top two. The top two... Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two. With him, with him. All right, you guys, this is the time we talk about a couple things that we can't stop thinking about. Uh, Alex, you go first. Okay, so... Coffee. Coffee. That's your thing. I love my coffee. I had the one of the best cup of coffees in recent memory this week. Oh, yeah. And that's a lot for me to say. Silver Fern. Have oh, you been yeah. to Silver Fern? No, I haven't been. So, weirdly, when I walked in... Silver Fern is just open in Northeast. It's just open. It's next to Nyes. Next to Nyes. Okay. So... I walked in, and the crew from Twin Cities Live was were there. Oh, funny. Kelly Hansen was there with her cameraman, Joy, from Minneapolis Coffee and Things, the Instagram account, lovely Instagram account. Follow her. Okay. She's she's partnered with them, and they cover they just basically talk about one coffee shop a month. That was a complete coincidence, so I got to watch that. That's always fun. But I'm telling you, I had the vanilla clove latte. Oh, yeah. And it was... So good. And I always have, when I order flavored coffee, which is pretty rare, I always ask for like half the pump, yeah. half the amount. It was delicious. And it, you could tell it's tiny footprint uh, yeah. coffee. You could just tell it's quality coffee. The space, you guys, 
Yeah. I want to live in that space. Oh, really? I took pictures for a color scheme. I'm not even kidding. My tiny home is going to be based on the silver. You know what? I'm going to call my tiny home the silver fern. You should. I you might just as well. decided that. It's absolutely gorgeous. It was packed. And there is a segment. The segment is up on Twin Cities Live now talking about it. And I heard the, the owner say, oh, yeah, this is normal for us. Normally, there's a wait for a table. But don't let that discourage you. It is really, really calm and beautiful there's a what makes fire it, pit situation in is, there what is that what makes it different or what makes uh, it different you like know what makes it so great so what i loved about it is the variety of seating there's tables so if you're gonna have a meeting if you want your lunch there's a table there's really cozy booths that's where we sat in one of those little co- corner cozy booths there's gorgeous brown leather chairs right next to the fire pit the fire pit's weirdly situated it's right when you walk in mm-hmm. so no one can actually sit like around the fire pit yeah which was an interesting choice but um and they in the evening there are wine bar small plates and wine and so there is a bar there you can sit there and have your coffee at the bar it just has a little bit of everything but it didn't. How does the wine bar coffee situation work? I mean, I want to know if that's a successful model or if that's harder than we think. Well, I tell you what, this week we'll go there and get a glass of wine and yeah, judge it for ourselves. That's what we should do. But it was the, I did not eat any food. Um, I know that Kelly and those guys got food. So check out their segment. But, and it looked amazing. It was very, I'll be honest, it was very Instagrammable. Lots of, beautiful young influencer looking girls every single one of them had the avocado toast but but that does not negate the fact that it was really really excellent coffee yeah i want to talk about the coffee really i mean the the rest of it was amazing lovely blah 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 there's a lot of pretty places around town i do not recall a coffee that that i took a sip and thought whoa you know what? Where Java Moose in Grand Marais is oh. the next closest thing I've had. Okay, to, to really good quality coffee. Oh, okay. Yeah, love it. Okay, I love that. You guys for you. check it. I mean, I think that everyone's checking it out. They do not need the promo, but I just had to say. Well, it. Well, if you love it, then you. Love I loved it. it. Then, I loved it. That's important. That's yeah. just that's very worthy to to know about. Um, I am going to shout out. Uh, I'm going to shout out Brasa in Hopkins, which. I know this is I mean, I don't know if you know, but they have opened a new one, a new place in Hopkins and it is a quick serve. It's like it's like a small, teeny, tiny, like they took over like whatever, whatever was there, like a maybe not even a Dairy Queen or something. But it's like they took over like maybe a small KFC or something. I'm not sure. But standalone it's, building. It's a standalone okay. building. And it's like there's there are some seats. There are very few seats, but there are some seats. And I went in there over break and you, but it's like you walk up to the counter and you order. Yeah. And then most of the time you're probably going to take it to go. What'd you order? Um, I had the breakfast sandwich. Oh, of course. You I did. know. I know. I'm having a, having a moment. You've been having that moment for I know, a while. <laughs> I know, but I love it. And it was so good. And I just wanted like, but I also got a pulled pork sandwich on the side, of course, you know, <laughs> what time I, of the day was this? Well, because I split it with the kid when he was home. Oh, so like okay. I came, sure, I was sure, like, sure. here, you have half of this. I'll have half of that. That's the beauty of that. Like mm-hmm. that's the beauty of having someone in your basement. <laughs> but I do think it's like, like, I don't know if everyone knows it's so easy and fast to pull up into the, you know, you pull up and you kind of walk in, you get your stuff and yeah. you go and there's parking and it's it's easy and it's in Hopkins. So Hopkins maybe needs a moment. It could. Well, I think it might be getting a moment. Really? Because Pink Ivy is there. going yeah. there yeah. and there's actually a couple more things popping. Yeah. And there's that Bear Cave Brewing is there. That's a gorgeous space and they have good I've pizzas. there. Yeah. You should, okay. Maybe we should go there. Hopkins is Hopkins. Far. It is far for you. 
Truly yes. it is, right? Yeah. I but, know. But no, I mean, it's it's sort of my old hood. I grew up in Golden Valley. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true you did. Okay, what's your second one? My second one is Farina Rosa. Oh, let's talk which, about that. Uh, oh, you guys. So this is the pop-up yep. that takes place usually on Mondays, on the first Monday I want to say it's the first Monday. Sorry if I'm misspeaking. First Monday of the month at the Red Wagon restaurant, which I know I just said I don't have go-tos. Red Wagon, absolutely one of my go-tos. Yeah, thousand percent. Right. And this, so we were there. I was there last, no, Thursday night. And JM, the, the chef that does Farina Rosa was there and he popped through this little window, scared the jeepers out of us because we're sitting at the bar, handed us this most glorious pizza. And it is, I'm looking at it now. So Alicia Hines, um, is it just, is it Hines or Hens? I'm I sorry, Alicia. I think Hines. From the Buttered Tin. Yeah. They're collaborating for the January pop-up, which I'm pretty sure sold out, but check it out anyway. They're going to do a pizza and dessert. And so this pizza that he gave us is named after her. And he told us the whole story of how she, what she said she liked. And then he created this wow. super elevated. Um, so it's got tomato, pepperoni, green. Ol- oh, right. She said she liked olives. He's like, well, OK, I'm going to need more than that. So he made a green olive pesto oh. all drizzled on there. Fresh moths, you guys. And it had cheese crisps on top. And it was like, just like like Frico, like, like those Frico, little Frico on top. But the edges were all burnt. You guys. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Mm, mm, it mm. was so, 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 so good. Everything that night was okay, incredible. Okay, Farina Rosa. But Farina Rosa, I'm pretty sure they're sold out for January, but check them out for February. They have a beautiful presence online, too. They have a really nice uh, Instagram account. Okay, so. I will I will try to get those onto the Facebook page. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. there we go. So my and second one. other foods, too. Sorry, but they have really beautiful salads that I'm excited to try. Sorry to say the S word, but... Um, <laughs> They have a lot of really cool things that I'm excited to try. Okay, go. Okay. Well, we have, I'm only going to give you one quick one because we have to wrap it up. But I'm going to tell you that my other one is the other birthday that I need to mention, which is Peter Bean of Saturday Dumpling Company. Oh, It's his wow. birthday today. And I'm going to tell you that they are, you should check. If you have not ordered from Saturday Dumpling Company. Then um, are you even a Minnesotan? You need to, you need to level up. And also they are adding more and more yeah, cool sandwiches and things to their menu. And it's, I'm just saying it's getting great over I here. I remember picking up stuff from his parking from his garage. parking garage. In Minneapolis next to the Walker Art. I know. It felt very, very illegal and criminal. But he and Linda And now he's just legit. blown up. Yep, they are legit. And I'm very excited to see what comes from them in the new year. Hey, Peter, happy birthday. Happy birthday. All right, we are going to take a quick break, you guys. We're going to come back with Sean Sherman of uh, The Sous Chef of Awamni. We're going to talk about a new tasting menu that they're doing. And then afterwards, we're going to have uh, David Benowitz and Luke Durheim from Craft & Crew to talk about the Galaxy Drive-In. So stay tuned. we got some good stuff coming up. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. The YMCA presents Unrealistic Resolutions. This year, I'm going to eat nothing but kale. Ah, the kale sandwich. Between two slices of kale and a side of kale washed down with a kale smoothie? That's not going to work. Why not join the Y and try a steady approach to your wellness? Starting with a free fitness assessment and $0 enrollment through January to help you kale your goals realistically. Did you just make a kale pun? Kale, yeah, I did. Join now at ymcanorth.org. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. We're so glad to have you join us. On this uh, first Saturday of the year, of 2024, which means to me 
that there's changes and fresh plates and everybody has a chance to sort of renew and remake themselves. I mean, you have that chance That's every That's a night. lot of pressure. It's no pressure. It's if you would like to. If you're okay. in a good space, then muzzle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you were perfect in 2023, right. just do you. Do you. But I love the idea that you take the opportunity also, and especially uh, our next guest, Sean Sherman, uh, is, you know, of course, the sous chef and the the guy who, you know, is spearheading the idea that indigenous cuisine needs to be in cities across the country as indigenous restaurants and really the American cuisine. And Awamni, of course, is uh, just a benchmark restaurant in the Twin Cities. Thanks for joining us, Sean. How are you doing today? I'm so good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And so we wanted to talk because I got the opportunity to preview something that you're doing in Awamni, uh, which is new. Uh, well, not new, but I mean, this is the idea that you took your restaurant as it was going, lunch and dinner service, and you decided to kind of flip the script a little bit. And now you're doing a tasting menu. And talk a little bit about like how that is for the restaurant and why you chose to do that. Yeah, I just think that uh, wintertime is a good time to, and, and the beginning of the year is such a good time to try something new. You know, so we did a tasting menu a couple of winters ago when we first opened and we wanted to go back to that format. It does completely change the feel of the restaurant inside, but it, it's something unique. It's something that gives our staff and especially our culinary team a lot of creative, uh, you know, opportunity to come up with a whole bunch of new stuff. And it's just fun for us to be able to just be in creation mode and be able to tell a lot of story through the food. Yeah. And I mean, you guys, so you're doing... Um... Um, 13 courses and you said it's you know it's reflective of the 13 moons which I just love that idea that's perfect (laughs) and talk a little bit about I mean we had to sample some of the food but tell us a little bit about how that kind of flowed and how that you guys created that yeah, we're just having fun with a lot of our ingredients, you know, so we hold our philosophy of trying to showcase what are true indigenous foods in North America, um, purchasing as much as we can from indigenous producers, and just, you know, stretching out what our abilities are when it comes to just playing with these foods in our culinary format. Yeah, it's just, you know, and I love the idea of having small, especially because you guys have, you know, I mean, you like you guys blew up, obviously, and you're, you're the best restaurant in the country and and all that. And I think then people you get that flash. Right. And maybe you can tell me if this is right, real or not. But I feel like people kind of glom and then they get there and then they're like, now they need to, like, find something new with you guys. Is that do you feel like that that's right? Oh, you know, I would say only so-so because we've been sold out since we opened in July of 21 every night. And, you know, we change the menu. We change the menu a few times a year. So there's always something new when people come back. And, uh, you know, so I think that's something special about that restaurant. Yeah, that's true. You guys really do have sort of because you're the only one in town doing this kind of food. Um, and, and I think what's fun is that I love the fact that you guys recently opened the indigenous food lab in the Midtown global market. And that has a whole different vibe, um, of being, you know, accessible and quick and educational and all that. And then Awamni, especially during a tasting menu moment can kind of play a little different, like a luxury side that, that can take people, let people have like a slower moment. Do you feel like that's a good juxtaposition? Absolutely, because we just wanted to create a really fun experience for people to come and try something new and taste a lot of flavors that people might not be familiar with, even though they're all around us, you know, in nature. And we see these plants and these trees and things of these flavors that end up on these plates, you know, and I think it's something really fun for people to be able to experience. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the wine program that you guys have going on, because I think that's such a spectacular piece of this. 
Yeah, so uh, early on, our focus with beer and wine was to search and really focus BIPOC producers. Um, and we got really lucky finding a few different native wine producers out in California, um, some black-owned wines in the Pacific Northwest, um, some Maori wines from New Zealand, a lot of wines from coming out of Mexico and the Val de Guadalupe. And we've really put together a really um, interesting and curated list and really kind of trying to start a conversation about diversity because there wasn't a lot of diversity in that industry, especially in the wine industry. Yeah. That's the that's it's hard to find. And I love the fact that you guys have had bottles brought in that. I mean, like you guys are bringing in new names to this market just because you guys are looking for them. Absolutely. And our, our wine suppliers have been really great for us, working with us and bringing in some of these new pieces for us and just trying to showcase something different. You know, and that's what we're really about is just moving forward with intentionality on every front. And here's an interesting thing that you and I, that we were talking about when we were look, going through this beautiful menu um, is that, you know, a lot of people, especially and Alex and I were just saying that, like, this time of year is kind of one of those weird things where people talk about health more than they talk about flavor for some reason. Sure. They've overdone it. But I mean, the menu that you guys make because it is indigenous foods, talk a little bit about what that means that you and I love the way that you said this. You could basically slap like health food restaurant outside, you know, on top of it and it's <laughs> and not change who you are because it's so true. So talk to us a little bit about how that works. Yeah, I mean, we just really believe in the health aspect of things, you know, so when we cut out colonial ingredients, remove dairy, wheat flour, cane sugar, um, things that just didn't exist here in North America not that long ago, and we're really showcasing a lot of really just simple and beautiful foods that are really just unique and true to form, you know, so the food is gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, soy-free, pork-free, and it's a lot of what these, you know, fad diets try to get to, and we just happen to be really healthy, and we want to influence people to eat healthier, you know, because so often we go out to restaurants and you have these options that taste really good, but they're like 8,000 calories, you know, and it doesn't do you any good to be putting all this bad food in your body, so we just really want to flip that script and just showcase what we can do with healthy food and that we can popularize it. Right. It doesn't have to be salads. Like my whole thing is you don't have to just cut things out. You can add good things in. Right. And I think that that's, don't you think that that's actually the way that it should happen? I think so too. And you know, when you come to a Wamni, cause I was on a plant based diet for quite a while too. Yeah. Um, and I, and I still lean towards that a lot. Um, but you know, it's so easy to create a menu that just has a lot of those kinds of options, you know, and you just feel good when you leave the restaurant. Yeah. I just think, you know, and I was thinking about the dishes that you served us that we got to taste and having like a beautiful bison, you know, sort of presented the way it was. And to me, it's also this idea that you can have this beautiful dish that is rich and it's very, it's luxurious feeling without it having to be, you know, a massive hunk of meat. Like the flavors are so intense that a smaller bit is actually perfectly portioned, right? Yeah, I think it just helps you just really appreciate what's in front of you. And, you know, that's why I love these tasting menus and being able to do this because each bite comes with a whole bunch of nuances and flavors and textures and a story behind it because of the work that we do. Yeah. Well, and and, and as far as like cooking in, you know, the cold north, as we like to say, you know, during this time <laughs> of year without being able to run right outside and pick, you know, what's because, of course, you guys, we talked about this too, is that you guys, um, really made an effort to plant indigenous food plants around you so that you would be able to go out and just sort of pick things. But how does that impact you in the wintertime? 
Uh, we serve a lot of snow cones. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, With there's, spruce there's tip syrup. There the, <laughs> exactly. There's a few things out there in the winter, but, you know, we really try to get everything during the harvest season, throughout the summer growing seasons, and preserve a lot of food so we have to play with them. Okay. God, I love it. All right, so, Awamni, what's the name of the tasting menu? Waniatu, it's just our winter tasting menu. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, we're selling out fast, so we're just getting people to be aware of what we're doing so they can come and try it. All right. Jeff, how long will this be going on? Uh, we're trying to push it out just past Valentine's Day. Thank you. All right, you guys, thanks. Yeah. We'll put it on the Facebook page, you guys. And thanks, Sean, for being here, and we'll be right back. Thank you. All right. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You ever get that feeling where you know you need to get something off your chest? Holding stuff in really becomes a stressor. Things you want to mention to your boss, your partner, your parents. Bottling it up only makes things worse and start to make our life go sideways. But what can we do about it? Therapy is a great safe space to get things off our chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just putting those bottled up words out into the universe can be a big help especially when it's in a safe space with your therapist. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You start by filling out a questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no charge. Visit betterhelp.com slash weekly dish today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash weekly dish. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. We're like double booked now. We have another set. We have another restaurant crew with us. We have... David Benowitz and Luke Durheim from Craft and Crew Restaurant. Are you guys here? We're yeah. here. Oh, there you are. Okay, well, yeah, welcome. Good morning. I'm so excited. This is the first time you guys have been on the show. Is that right? That is correct, yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Are you nervous? First. No. <laughs> Thank you for waking oh, up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my gosh. No. Well, I, I've been up for a while. Have you been up for a while? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we oh. haven't been. Right. No, we're on the other yeah. side of it. Um, I wanted to have you guys on. I'm so excited. You guys are obviously part of, uh, you guys are the founders of Craft and Crew, which is a restaurant collection, which includes Deuce on 7 and Stanley's and The Block, all sorts of stuff going on. But we wanted to talk. We wanted to have you guys on today because you are reviving the former Ga- Galaxy Drive-In. And it's big news. It's huge news, you guys. How do you, are you excited? I mean, how did this come about? Yeah, we're, we're super excited, and uh, the response has really been um, unbelievable so far. But this actually came about, we started talking with the former owner, Steve Schussler, yeah. back in 2019, actually. Hmm. Uh, that was right when we were opening our other Stainless Park restaurant, The Block, and yeah. at that time, it didn't make sense. So we've actually kept in touch with them throughout all these years. Uh, and the timing was just right now. We've been looking uh, for another location for the last 
year, roughly. And just due to the economic environment uh, and our relationship with Steve, uh, things panned out over the last six, seven months working with him. Um, so we're really grateful for the opportunity and, um, you know, having him uh, coach us through this process because he has a lot of experience with um, his restaurants in the Disney area. Uh, so he's been a great mentor and a great community member to the famous park area as well. Well, this is, I mean, yeah, you guys have sort of like, you know, endeared yourselves to that uh, 25 mile stretch, I feel like, or whatever, <laughs> but <laughs> you guys have, you kind of get it and you, your, your place is definitely, you know, they have, you have a loyal following. Um, but I think what's really interesting about this is that, you know, that space, the galaxy drive-in, of course, the bigger s- discussion was that it used to be Wagner's. And Wagner's was a hallmark, was like a legendary place where you could get the steamed hamburgers. And it just felt like a drive-in that, you know, you got to step into it. And it was like a pull to the past, not fancy. And Lord love, I love that Schussler came on and tried to, you know, save it and bring it into the modern era. And then he had a couple other people operating it. And it just sort of didn't, it just never, I don't know. Are you battling the ghost of Wagner's? How do you do that? (laughs) Well, well, we really feel like, you know, it it needs some new life to it. Yeah. it. It had a lot of awesome, you know, past. I mean, it's just such an iconic look, iconic spot that's been around for six decades. And so we just really thought this place could be something really special. And going out, I mean, we, David and I have been out to uh, Napa Valley a couple times and seen this concept called Gott's Roadside. Yeah. Um, which and that's, we, we've fell in love with that place over the years. And we thought, you know, something like this in, in the Twin Cities area would do really, really well. And we, you know, over the years, David said, we've been talking with Steve Schlichler. And, you know, we just thought we could do something really fun there that would be a different spin, really kind of like in, incorporate the neighborhood, which is the vast majority of our restaurants are really neighborhood. All of them are really neighborhood focused. Yeah. Deep in the neighborhood so you can walk. Um, and we just thought it really kind of fit our niche, but different with a whole different style of serving um, compared to what we normally do with a quick with a normal full service restaurant. But we just we just fell in love with it, love the neighborhood, and just looking back at the history of it, there's just so much history, and we've just had crazy responses from people that have worked there, from people that grew up going there and walking there. We've just heard so many people come out of the woodworks and say the, how excited they are about this. Just there's so much deep connection. Uh, more so than any other spot we've ever opened. Oh, my gosh. And so, like, yeah, you almost have to, like, but this is such a tightrope, right? Because you can't overpromise and underdeliver, <laughs> and you can't overdeliver and under. I mean, like, it really is that thing of, like, you can't really bring back Wagner's, what it was. And you have to bring something new and fresh. But, like, there's this weird hearkening that you're kind of still trying to, you're trying to win people's hearts, right? Right. And that's our generation that went there in high school is going to be watching. I know. But I and I think that by doing this Gott's Roadside. So what is your main focus as far as the food going to be like? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a pretty tight menu uh, in terms of, you know, what we currently offer our other restaurants. You know, our other restaurants are all full service. This is going to be our first quick service model. Um, so we're in the development phase right now, but we're going to have amazing burgers that are really reasonably priced and and quick uh, we're gonna have a beer and wine garden and then we're also working on some other handheld sandwiches some vegan options we're gonna do fresh cut french fries 
Um, so it's still going to be the local neighborhood go-to place. It's going to be pet-friendly or dog-friendly, I should say. Well, and yeah, you guys have really sort of pioneered out. that. I mean, like, the way that you guys treat pets and animals is is fantastic. And I think you guys have set the bar so high for everybody. And that's just one of those superpowers I think you have, you know? He, he specified dogs, though, so no iguanas, <laughs> birds. <laughs> Not today. I, I think we need to be clear. <laughs> yeah, that's true, but, you know, this is really just a place that anybody can come, and we just feel like, especially for groups, it's going to be a great place to go. And as David was saying, like, on the price point, like, this is going to be a price point that's super affordable. We're going to try to hit burger prices at, like, $6 oh, in, in that range. Great. Um, like, think of, like... Think of like an In-N-Out burger yeah. um, size menu, a little bit bigger, and really quick, high-quality ingredient, and just a, something that you know you can go and get at, at a very fast pace uh, consistently. Um, so we're just it's, it's a different model than we're than obviously what we do at the current full-service restaurants, but it's something that we think like is really lacking. Um, in in that side of the metro to do something a little bit different. Well, you said the magic words in and out. I know. Yeah, right. That's yeah. A, that's also, also a big thing to put up there. <laughs> I know. Don't, yeah. don't make pro- yes. Well, what about okay? Can I ask about this? Is a sticky situation because it always has been with that neighborhood and the parking has always been a little bit yeah. of a weird thing. How, are you dealing with that in any way? It's just tough, is it? Yeah, we yeah we I mean, are it, in touch with the neighborhood. Um, Right now, and we've had some communications with them, and every all the communications we've had so far have been extremely positive. And we we queued them in actually a couple months ago, um, before we before we made the announcement. And from everybody we've really heard from has been just really supportive of it. But as always with operating a restaurant in a deep in the neighborhood, yeah, um, there's going to be challenges. And and you know we just want to be really good stewards of the neighborhood and and be a part of the community. And that's what we've always really focus and pride ourselves on is not only having a restaurant deep in the neighborhood, but being, being a part of it and supporting it in many different ways. So, you know, that's, that's something that obviously with, with traffic over there is going to be something, um, is going to be an evolving, uh, target, but we really feel like, um, we, we can make it work based on how hopefully quick the turn times are in and outs and also noise level and everything else. So we're just going to be really cognizant of the neighbors as well. Cause I mean, they're going to be, yeah, our best customers, hopefully too. I know, so, right? Yeah, they're gonna walk it. over and get a burger every day. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> danger! We just talked about this. I know. Um, okay, so yeah. here's and you know, I think that the idea of um, th- you guys. Well, the other thing that I super love about your your whole uh, setup is that you guys incorporate vegan food into your menus. It just like without. I mean, it's just such a natural flow. It's not like you have you think of yourselves as vegan place, but there's there's definitely a lot more menu items that are respectful of that you know eating plan. And is this you're saying that this is also going to have those kind of options? Yeah, I think we'll have at least one option uh, that, that's vegan, uh, if not two. I think it's important. It's it's you know pre- prevalent in all of our stores and uh, more, some more than others, but yeah, it's it's important to have. Yeah. So, so the answer, and, the answer and is also yeah. gluten free, and, <laughs> and and it just like I think that nowadays it's it's such a bummer when you go out to eat with somebody that has a dietary restriction, and there's just restaurants that you can't even go to at all. And we just try to make our menus so that anybody that walks in can bring a friend in and not have to worry if they can eat eat at our restaurants. I think that's just like nowadays it's 
there, there's just so many people with different food allergies and things that we just have to be really, you have to be cognizant of or else you're just going to segment out a whole segment of the population that won't even be able to go out with their friends. That's true. That's true. Okay. So you guys are going to be taking on the redo of the space. It starts soon. And then, I mean, are we looking at summertime for this to launch? Yeah, our goal is to open May, June of this year. And then, you know, a big differentiator uh, between us opening and, and the former location is this is going to be a year-round establishment. Oh, great. Probably, uh, a big we part of the construction up. is going to be a four-season pergola structure, uh, which will be heated um, in the wintertime, and it will be dog-friendly as well. Dog-friendly. Uh, so that – so we'll – you know, I'm bringing my iguana. We're going to be op- operating every month. So. Yeah, you bring your iguana. Bring your iguana, Alex. Just go for it. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, also, yeah. yeah. And there's also fire pits on the, on the site, too. Oh, oh stop. That will floor keep as well. And, I mean, I just think, you, guys, you know, when it talk about year-round, it'll be fun to have some stuff in the winter and during the summer just with fire pits. And we're looking at doing everything in the grass, maybe some games. So we're just trying to make it not only year-round, but something that is just a really fun destination for people to come. As well, I can never we're move. Sold. I am we're like sold. six blocks from you guys, so I'm never moving. So there's that. So there it goes. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, you guys, Luke and David, for being on, and we'll have you guys on again to talk about maybe some of the other fun stuff you guys have coming up in the new year. And we'll just uh, we're so excited for this. It's go. It's called Wells Roadside. Correct? Is that what we did? That is, that is correct. Okay. That is correct. And we should stay tuned yeah. and watch for it to come this spring summer. Yeah, we can't wait to have you out when we open. Okay. All right. Thanks, you guys, for being on. Happy Thanks New so Year. Much. And we'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. We have had a really good show. Yes. Thanks we for being have. here, Alex. My favorite thing to do on a Saturday morning. <laughs> I just have to say, it was just like, I'm just excited by this year. We were just saying it's, yeah. it's a huge year coming up. And I love the fact that we can talk with Sean Sherman from the Sous Chef and think about Awamni as this really important place. I mean, it is defining how we look at what we can call an American cuisine. Nationally. Nationally. Yeah. It is. He talking about having the eyes on someone right, who is doing right, work. For sure. Like that is. And, and you know, Sean is growing and they are going to be doing all sorts of stuff mm-hmm. in terms of uh you know, opening in Montana and opening in other, you know, in, in South Dakota and doing really important things. Right. And I love that. And I love that he has got his team at the restaurant working so that he can go out and evangelize indigenous uh, cuisine. Right. It's really important and it's awesome. And so I love the juxtaposition of talking to him and, and then, then talking about this drive-in yes! that's been around since I was a kid and just or before that. Yeah. And just the fact that now they're zhuzhing it up and. It's that it's exactly what we're talking about before. The simple stuff matters. A six dollar burger, which I want to see how that works. Yeah, six dollar burger, and then this beautiful Omni restaurant, and just everything in between. It's exactly what we were talking. We bookended it perfectly. We really did. This has been good job. Thanks for that. No, this show is really, and I think this is truly when I'm, you know, as someone who's been writing about the restaurant industry in the Twin Cities for 30 years. Are you at 30? I might be around there. Wow. The idea that this is something importantly, we're we're kind of positioned right now. Yeah. And it's really, there really is like a snap and crackle to the restaurant industry. And I feel like 
there is something to say about like how we go forward. And I feel like there's an intentionality in terms of mm-hmm. making sure that it's not just super like one star chef. This is there's really a lot of levels to this. And I see people taking care of their people more. I see people, you know, considering the fact that there's mental health issues that people need time off for. I'm hearing that from a lot of people. It's still the industry. Let's not get too rosy about it. But nonetheless, I feel like we might be ready to hit some really big strides. Absolutely. And there's just there's just the talent we have in this town, people. It's just incredible. Diane's and Yes are probably my two top that I'm most excited about this year. Yeah. It's just the talent there's. I cannot wait to see what they do. I know. I know. And it should be, it should be really fun. And hopefully, you know, again, like I know that a lot of people don't spend their dollars. I mean, listen, our weekly dishers are, you know, yeah, you guys are in for making food a priority in your life. And so that's true. And so I would say that the pressure is not to just get to everything right when it opens. Remember, just like take the time to like, you know, if you haven't gotten to many restaurants like Porzana, for gosh sakes, right. you have time. It's not going anywhere. No. And in fact, once the big buzz goes away, we're thinking about the reservations at Boucheron. Maybe the best, better part of this is hitting it in March when they have hit their stride. Or right, well, hit, hit up a bunch of these restaurants in the next two three months because this is their slow time. This is they slow. need your help. Yeah, get out. Don't don't you know bed rot as they say about our kids today. Oh <laughs> just yeah, get, just get out there and. You, you'll get a great meal. You'll get to be out, get some fresh air, and then help these guys out because this is a tough time. This is January. You know, this week is a little bit. Yeah. You know, and a lot of places do take this time this week to be kind of quiet yep. intentionally, giving people time off and all the rest. And that's lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and dry January has like a hit too. You know, on people tend to like, they look at their credit card bills, they look at their waistlines and they think I've overdone it. And so then they sort of like hunker down. Right. And that's what I was just saying at commercial break. This is not going to be a good year for <laughs> saving money or calories. That was right. the intention all along. Right. That was the, the vision board was going to be all about that this right. year. Nope. Scrap that. I love that. We'll, well start over. We'll find something start else. Over. We're going to do other things. Um, I, you know, I, it's, this is kind of one of those weird weekends too, where it's like, Somebody was saying, "Don't have a birthday that first week after because everyone's broke. Everyone is. Oh, everyone's sorry, tired. Smire. I know." And I was like, "I feel bad." And of course, you know, January sixth not the best day to celebrate. For oh my gosh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, but there are other things going on around town uh, this weekend. If you're interested in fun stuff, um, I wanted to make a note that um, have you been to Kuei's Kitchen at Bar Brava? No. So Kuei is, uh, he's uh, the heir apparent to the Quang family. Mm. And he's been at Bar Brava doing great, you know, kind of neo-Vietnamese food. And he has two weeks left before he goes and does something else, which he's not going to tell us yet. But January 13th, this is last day, his chicken wings, people have been talking about, those are cult favorites if you're looking for wings. Um, those are at Bar Brava, which is in sort of North Minneapolis. You want to get over there. Um, Salute, I guess, on Grand Avenue is closing. Did you see that? No. Salute Bar American. It closes um, on the 8th. So what is that, Monday? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it goes Boy, to- that's one of those. Grand Avenue is or- having like some issues right yeah, now. Yeah. Anthropology over there. Yeah. Left. Yeah. And- but um, so isn't that strange? So the Edina location is staying open. They're fine. They're good. But I'll be honest, I didn't realize they were still open. And I'm by there all <laughs> well, the time. That's not really your vibe either. No. Right. Um, I know. Uh so then we have a lot of other things going on. Um Jelly Bean and Julia is one of our favorites. 
Those guys, you guys, it's up in Anoka. They've been to Smokeout. They've had their barbecue at our Smokeout before. Oh, okay. Um, they're just a great little family-run organization. They are growing, expanding. Nice. They're moving into the uh, Coon Rapids, the Grumpy's space, the former Grumpy's in Coon Rapids, which I know, I don't know where that is. And <laughs> It's that way. Yeah, it's that way. But nonetheless, they are keeping their uh, Anoka space open while they're trying to zhuzh and move into the other space. So they're trying to do double duty. But it's exciting because they're just going to have a full bar and it's going to be a really great spot. There was a Grumpy's in Coon Rapids? Apparently. Right? Wow. Good. There it is. Good for Coon Rapids. I know. Um, And then more for you, Vietnamese coffee. Did you see this? It's coming to Jinx in Edina. Caffeine. It's called Caffeine. Why is that for me? That's Because you love coffee. I do love coffee, but Edina. Oh, come on. (laughs) Come on. It's Just over by Fridge 44. I love driving. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. I'm over there all the time. Come on. No, I know. I know. But uh, so they're opening in that Jinx tea spot, yeah. which closed. Do it. Um, what else is going Talk on? Talk about calories. Talk about calories. Oh. I know. Um, That's did a week's you... worth. <laughs> For a cup of coffee. Um, today, tomorrow at Quincy Hall, the Northeast uh, Farmer's Market, Northeast Minneapolis Farmer's Market is doing its winter market at Quincy Hall tomorrow i love quincy hall i know i'm thinking about it Mm -hmm. that space is so great Mm -hmm. and a good use of it is a winter market and gigantic parking lot i mean let's be clear how for the whole city so sad that we are like we love that you know how old you are i love a parking lot (laughs) that was my first thought are you having a shower okay what's the parking like yeah Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh i know oh they should have the shower is a good idea to do at earl giles too because you can make a little areas for a baby shower what why not? I don't know. You can. I just think they have tons of NA there. and booze is weird. They have tons of NA there. Because yeah, it starts off they as do, NA do. and then you pick your I spirit. I love Earl Giles. Oh my gosh. Yeah. If you need a vacation, this winter is getting to you. You guys, Greenery. get yourself to the green yeah. haven mm-hmm. that is Earl Giles. We actually just shot for the February issue there. and it just Did you? Oh my gosh, I bet. I know it. It's great. I bet. Um, I want to also shout out that PS Steak is has a date night deal. That I thought was a really great deal. So I need a date. You need a date. I'll and be your date. I, I can to, be really? your date. Yeah, because you can eat all the meat. Yeah, I can eat I'll all the meat. I'll just eat the Brussels sprouts. Well, but they have salmon. Yeah. So so mm. the idea is that they have a date night menu, and it's Sunday through Thursdays, and it's three courses, and it's three courses, uh, and it's 100 bucks for two people. What? I know. Three courses, so you pick, there's a first course. 100 bucks total. Total for two people, and here's another kicker, yo. Free bottle of wine in January. Stop. Yes. Because they want you to get off that dry January ridiculousness. <laughs> I love all you people doing dry January. Good for you. Good for you. No, I really do. I yeah. love a detox. I just, you know, I just, I, it's a birthday month for me, so I can't have it. So it's not happening. <laughs> um, but well, that's, I mean, again, that's not the kind of room I normally bucks. get excited about because that is, you have to actually put makeup on. I know, but you're going to get there. let's do it. Let's okay, do it. listen, like first course, you get to choose between like a bitter green salad or steamed mussels. Second course, you might do the schooner sa- salmon with bucatini or the uh, Snake River Farm shoulder steak with risotto. And then you're, you have a, then you share a dessert and it's, I want the and then salmon you and risotto. Yeah. I'm just Will you go salmon? Oh, you'd have to flip it. Yeah. Um, and then it's a, it's a free bottle of wine in January. Is there dessert? Yeah, there's, you can do either baked Alaska or creme brulee. Good Lord. The nineties called. I know. I well, they've it. never changed. I love it. I would actually rather have those than I would have like a quinelle of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I've been staring like at the pistachio. Will, I've, been, I've been staring at the website for Farina. Um, and yeah. so the pistachio raspberry tart is what okay. sounds. But no, I'll take a baked Alaska any day. Oh, my gosh. All right, gang. Well, thanks, Alex, for being here. Thank you. I mean, that was fun. I'm going to come next happy week and just sit here whether you want me to or not. Why not? Just come on out. Just sit around. I love it. All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. Bye. Ciao, ciao.